and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Do you feel like you've not been able to make headway in achieving your goals? Or did you start the year pumped, ready to move forward on making things happen and simply lost your way? Things don't need to just get better. They actually can be better. In Design Your Dream Life, I'll show you a proven pathway to take you from where you are now to a life filled with joy, wholeness, success, and fulfillment. I'll give you the keys to not just developing a plan, but taking massive empowered action to make your dreams a reality. Turn roadblocks into stepping stones and leverage the power of gratitude and forgiveness. Let's face it, taking massive empowered action and making your dreams a reality isn't always easy. So I'll be there with you every step of the way. Visit dreamlifetoolkit.com to purchase your copy of Design Your Dream Life, obtain resources and join our free community. Again, that's dreamlifetoolkit.com. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. Our next guest actually worked in the pharmaceutical industry for about 20 years. And in 2014, she developed PhD feminine health as an alternative to antibiotics to treat girl, you know, girl stuff. (laughs) And honestly, I'm so excited to hear her story because after being in the pharmaceutical industry for a long time, she learned really what she would want in a product. And then she went out to create it. So big Dreamcast welcome to Deanna Seymour. Thank you so much, Denise. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. And thanks for having me on. Um, I'm really excited to connect with you today because you're talking about something that probably goes under the rug way too often. And you're providing an alternative to antibiotics, which is honestly what people really, really want these days. But you started in the pharmaceutical industry. So before we jump into what you're doing now, I'd love to hear what you were doing back then. You know, it's interesting. I kind of had my life in my own head planned out for me. And I was working for a wonderful company that had amazing benefits. And I was a single mother of two kids. And I was thinking, I'm going to work out the rest of my years at this company. I have my pension, you know, my insurance, have everything squared away. And God clearly had other plans for me. During that time, I had experienced a lot of uh, sinus infections and had been on a lot of antibiotics as a result. And of course, when you're on antibiotics, it can completely, you know, interfere with your feminine balance. And I was seeking a natural solution that wasn't available, but I wanted something backed by published clinical data. And during that time, I started researching different natural alternatives. And I found an ingredient that was backed by published clinical data and was being recommended by a lot of physicians. But the only way you could get it was through a compounding pharmacy. And so it wasn't readily available. And I firmly believe that everything happens for a reason. And as fate would have it, my, my daughter's hockey coach at the time owned a company that made holistic medications and uh, nutritional supplements. So armed with my huge stack of studies, 
I went to him with this crazy idea and he loved it and he embraced it. And so he started producing my product, PhD, Seven in Health. And within a year, it became the number one best-selling product in its category on Amazon. So it was just clear that women wanted a natural alternative to what was currently available either over the counter or through their physician. Awesome. Okay. So what did you do at the pharmaceutical company? What was your job there? I was in pharmaceutical sales for for 20 years, everything from antibiotics to products for the neonatal intensive care unit to um, adult uh, tube feeding products. So kind of ran the gamut. I made the transition from one division to another and, you know, I had thought, okay, PhD will just be, you know, supplemental for me perhaps and that, you know, it's doing really well. And I was, you know, kind of going through the motions with work and always a top performer doing really well. And then another event actually occurred for me in my life that was pivotal. And that was when I became a living organ donor for my friend's four-year-old son. And it was during that experience that I truly learned how to listen. I'm a very spiritual person. And, you know, I feel like a lot of my journey has been, you know, asking, you know, God, help me be able to do this or do that. And it wasn't until that I actually stopped and learned how to listen and listen for his direction in my life that was totally pivotal for me in completely changing the direction and course of of my life in so many ways. And through that experience, I learned just how important that is. And it was because of that, that when I changed divisions in my company, I was to look back now and say I was blessed with a toxic leader. And going through that time when that was occurring, I was, you know, just scratching my head, wondering why in the world, God, are you allowing this to happen to me? You know, I'm doing everything right. I'm working harder than I've ever worked. And yet it's not enough. And I just felt like I was being tested, you know, to my nth degree. And after one particularly rough phone conversation, I had to go to my garage stairs and sit down and cry because I didn't want my kids to see me. And um, it was sitting there that I was reminded to listen. And it just occurred to me that I was being made uncomfortable for a reason because I was being led to change my course, to change my path, to pivot. And I feel like so many times in my life when I've been going through difficult times that I was not listening and not giving that it's due diligence and looking for what direction I might be led led in. And uh, it was then that it occurred to me. I'm like, okay. I kind of started chuckling. I'm like, I get it. You want me to leave the security of corporate America and go run my business, take over the my product and, and work on improving the lives of women every single day. And it was then at that moment, sitting on those stairs that dried my tears that I just changed my course and made a plan and decided to exit and began PhD from in health. 
Oh my goodness. I love that story because I actually just did a podcast about the spirit of restlessness and what does this mean? And when do we like buckle down and dig deep and push through and stay, even though we don't really like it and, and try to like find a reason and we justify and we, we do all these things to try to bring life back to where we are because change is scary. Or when do we just listen to ourselves and, and listen to those promptings? Yeah, and I feel like that is so hard to do, especially, you know, for successful people who have um, been driven and it's all about action, action, action. But sometimes we need to pause and and really listen. And it's interesting, too, because during the course of those 20 years, I knew inherently in my soul that I was not doing what I was led to do, that that was not my purpose. I always had this sense, and I can't even hardly put it into words, but it was just a feeling that I had that I knew there had to be something more for me. And it all made perfect sense. It was like this culmination of everything came together right there on the stairs. Like, I get it. This you have tugging at my heart and soul all these years about, and now I know. So, yeah, taking time to pause and be intentional to listen to our inner selves and our spirit or our direction, and it's so important. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So you felt this prompting to create this product, which you did, and you were working it side by side with your job. It sounds like you were prompted to create this because of the antibiotics you took that decreased your immune system and imbalanced your feminine health. Tell me a little bit about why this product specifically was so intriguing to you. Well, it was a, this uh, ingredient had been used for over 100 years, and physicians knew about it, but they couldn't readily obtain it. And I knew after the help that it provided me and the benefits it provided me that I had to make it available to the millions of women like myself that, you know, needed a natural alternative. And it wasn't until like the reviews on Amazon started coming in and I was able to see just how life changing and for so many women this product had become. And it wasn't until that I allowed myself to be completely vulnerable that I felt like I was making a connection to other people. I just feel like, you know, true connection occurs when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable. And that's what happened with this product. And honestly, Denise, never in a million years that I really think that I would be talking about vaginal health on, <laughs> on a podcast, but it's, it's the fact of life. You know, 70% of women at some point will have an issue and it's it's going to occur. And a lot of times, unfortunately, it's recurrent for so many women and it interferes with all aspects of their life. You know, of course, intimacy and, you know, even exercise or, you know, I've had women tell me that they were ashamed to go go even get a pedicure because they were embarrassed that, you know, someone might know something was wrong. And so I am trying to remove the stigma associated with vaginal health because, again, it is a fact of life and it will occur in nearly every woman that has a vagina. (laughs) It's probably going to happen. So... So why do so many women suffer? I guess one question I have is what is the current treatment and why does it not work? So there are 
several different treatments available. There are antibiotics. Of course, when you take an antibiotic, it can lead to, you know, other issues. Um, and then there's several over-the-counter medications as well. But for a lot of women that have, you know, these recurrent issues, it's often due to an imbalance in their vagina. The vagina has a wonderfully acidic pH anywhere between 3.8 to 4.5. And if it becomes elevated for any reason, which, you know, intercourse or your period, because both semen and blood will elevate the vaginal pH. So anytime, you know, that happens, it can elevate uh, the vaginal pH and cause issues to occur. So a lot of women, especially who are prone to recurrent issues, can use our product preventatively, unlike any other product that's on the market. So, you know, after intercourse or while they're on their period, unfortunately, too, a lot of women nearing menopause or going through menopause will have uh, fluctuations in their hormones, too, which can lead to a vaginal imbalance. So many, many women who've never had any vaginal issues, uh, particularly vaginal odor um, in their lives, will suddenly have that issue when they're nearing menopause. So they can use PhD, you know, two to four times a week to keep their balance uh, where it needs to be and prevent any issues from occurring. Okay. So it can be used preventatively. It's also healthy alternative to the antibiotics and chemically based products that are out there, which just gives people a peace of mind. Absolutely. Yeah. So no need to worry about any of the harmful side effects with any of the other options that are on the market. And so we can get PhD Feminine Health on Amazon, but also you mentioned it's now in Target. Tell us more about that. Yeah. I really wake up every day and have to pinch myself. You know, it was due to the tremendous sales on Amazon and also to our wonderful customers who've written such evangelical reviews about our product um, and how it's truly been life-changing for them that Target took notice. And as a result, we launched on April 7th in Target nationwide. And we're also going to have some really, really exciting news happening in June and July from other retail partners that we'll be expanding into. So like I said, my goal every single day is to improve the lives of women and remove the stigma associated with vaginal health. And I I want this product to be readily available to all the women that need it. You know, Amazon is wonderful, but if you have an issue, you you want it right away. (laughs) You'd like to be able to go down to the store to to purchase it immediately. And that's, that's my goal is to make it readily available to all the women who need it. Awesome. Awesome. And, and so you mentioned you fell in love with this ingredient. You were able to partner with somebody who was already making wellness products. Tell me a little bit more about the creation of this. How do you go about with an idea to actually making a product that's sold on the shelves? That's another part of this entrepreneurial journey. I have learned everything. If you pick up a bottle of a product and you look at it from the lid to the label, to the contents to the cotton, to everything, how to source, how to manufacture, everything about it. And it's been a huge, deep learning curve for me. So yeah, we, we took the 
the research that was already available to us and with the recommended level of boric acid and sourced, uh, you know, different suppliers to make sure it was the pharmaceutical grade and everything was up to our standards because we do manufactured in our own FDA registered facility in Nebraska and which is we're the only a company that does that. So and as talking about that, there have been I guess a imitation is the, the sincerest form of flattery. And I uh, several people have begun making other boric acid products, but a lot of them don't use pharmaceutical grade boric acid. Amazon is kind of like the wild west of retail. And even Amazon has told me that, that you really have to be careful about the products that you're choosing on that platform because so many people don't, you know, follow best practice in manufacturing and, you know, anyone can produce a product and put it up on Amazon. There's no oversight or, or regulation. So, it's important to, to look for a company that has their product made in an FDA registered facility, which we do. But uh, as an entrepreneur, sometimes, you know, you have to learn things the hard way. And I've made lots of mistakes along the way <laughs> and had lots of challenges. There's been many, many highs and also many, many lows. And, you know, my business partner, when we first began, he gave me an article to read about entrepreneurial terror. And because that is the thing I've learned, <laughs> the terror is real. And this article was written back in the 80s, but it talked about the roller coaster ride of entrepreneurship and how there will be highs and lows. And it's important throughout all of that to maintain an even balance, especially for your loved ones. Because, you know, while you signed up for this roller coaster ride, they didn't. <laughs> so I uh, have tried very, very hard to make sure that my kids aren't there in the lows with me, but that everything, I do celebrate the wins, but um, I try to keep myself very even. And that has been some of the best advice that I've been given. And, uh, but it's also important. One of the things that I've learned is that anytime we, we make a mistake, that we don't fall victim to self-sabotage. Because that happened early on when I first came over to run PhD. Uh, I had made a, a pretty big mistake on a label that went to Amazon. And we had to recall the product. and. I just found myself spiraling and, you know, the inner roommate in my head was, <laughs> was attacking me. And it wasn't until I, I was kind of scrolling through Instagram and I, a friend of mine had posted a, a video and she was talking about how important it is that we don't have the negative self-talk because it can just completely destroy us. And she had taken a picture of herself from when she was like six years old and she had instructed everyone to go find a picture and she held it up and she said, now look at this picture of yourself. Would you ever say the things that you're saying to yourself to this sweet, precious little girl or little boy? And no, you would not do that. You wouldn't say the things in your head to yourself that you're, you're saying to that precious child. That has just, with me. And anytime 
that starts happening, I call call it out in my head. Like, you know, I'm not going to fall victim to that because it could completely destroy you. And at that moment, I'm like, okay, she's exactly right. I just have to keep going and learn from my mistakes. And it also taught me grace, you know, how important it is to extend others' grace, but also ourselves equally as importantly. Mm-hmm. You know, as hard as it is to share those stories, you're exactly right. That vulnerability really is where the connection happens because I too have made mistakes and it's so easy to fall asleep at night or with racing thoughts and thinking, what if, yes. and, oh no, and life's over. <laughs> right, right. But it's not um, true. It's not, no, it's not. And, and so many times when we're going through those times to listen, like we talked about earlier. And one of the things, too, that I've learned is how fear can be. And I have learned that oftentimes if I'm fearful of something, it means I need to pay a lot of attention to it and I need to tackle it. Whatever it is, if I'm fearful of a business process or, you know, it means I need to get in, tackle it, learn it defang it so it doesn't have that control over me anymore and also I have my saying has been you know since I started this venture faith over fear and it hangs on my wall in my office um, that I have to have faith in myself and in the Lord you know to direct me every day to overcome the fear that I face on a daily basis well, and it's it's powerful to know that you can have that aha moment that this is what I'm supposed to do and be so connected and committed to that. And still, it's not perfect. And still, mistakes happen. And still, there's a roller coaster ride. And so how do you right. find that that faith helps you through either the transition from your job to your, your current full-time CEO or or even the ups and downs of every day? Oh, it's the foundation of my life. I've always been a spiritual person, but the organ donation process was pivotal for me and completely transforming my faith and myself. It, that's a whole other podcast in itself, <laughs> that whole experience. But uh, I will say that I've never in my life experienced peace. The peace that surpasses all understanding was what I felt when God was directing me along that path to be an organ donor and that he truly taught me that it was all because of my faith in him, that I had that beautiful, undescribable faith to know that going into that procedure, that whatever the outcome was, was everything was going to be okay. And when I experienced that peace, I had the same peace when he was leading me to uh, to leave my corporate job, the security of that, and go out on my own, that everything was going to be okay. didn't matter what happened, that um, I had complete peace and faith that this was happening for a reason. If it didn't work out, you know, worst case scenario, I could go get another job, <laughs> and it would be okay. <laughs> so, but I mean, I am proof that I'm at age 41, I completely, completely reinvented myself and changed my career. So I am, you know, 
if I can do it, anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the foundation of peace. So when crazy happens, when roller coasters happen, when yeah. fear creeps in, you can rely on that truth, you know, the truth of the peace that everything's going to be fine. Everything always works out. You know, you're supposed to be yep. here. You are par- charging the way of demystifying vaginal health and allowing, you know what I mean? You're creating a, a space. Yeah. Even if there's ups and downs. And so you really can rely on that foundation during the hard times. Absolutely. And like I said before, vulnerability is key. True connection occurs when we're our most vulnerable selves. And I feel like that's a huge part of it, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so PhD Feminine Health. You guys, you can check out www.phdfeminineHealth.com, Amazon, or your local Target. But I'd love to hear a story. Do you have um, like a testimony from a user or a client that you could share? I have several. I, I feel a lot of phone calls on a daily basis, and I also work a lot with a lot of healthcare professionals. And I was at a conference one time and a lot of times the nurse practitioners are deal with a lot of these issues because a lot of times these women um, are frequent flyers in these offices. And, you know, I um, was talking to a group of, of healthcare providers and this nurse practitioner like elbows her way through the crowd and comes up to me and says, I have to hug you. And I was taken aback. I'm a a hugger, so I love that. And um, she goes, you have completely changed my practice. And the way that I help these women, she goes, I've had so many women who have suffered for over 20 years with, in particular, this case with uh, frequent vaginal odor. And they have relationships have been destroyed as a result of this. Their self-confidence, her patient's self-confidence, you know, was, was ruined. And because it's not a hygiene issue at all. I mean, you can scrub till you're raw and it won't, it won't help because it's an internal imbalance. And she said, you have changed the lives of my patients and changed the way that I practice. And, you know, there's so many cases of different testimonials like that of women who have called me in tears, just so grateful that they now have a solution. It's a natural solution to to their issues. So Yay. It makes getting out of bed every morning wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. So I'd love to, you mentioned you have some children and so they like it or not right there around us during our pivots and our transitions. Um, how right. do they, like, what have they noticed about you as you've stepped into this new role? Oh my goodness. They've told me it's like I'm blossoming. And I feel that too. I mean, here I am, I'm almost 47 and I feel like I'm finally doing what I was intended to do. And what a gift. And they see that and they see and my gratitude every single day for this whole experience and for God blessing me with the idea and it's really been inspirational for them, but also, you know, we went through a we've been through a lot, my kids and myself together. And I feel like not only has it changed the course of my life, but it's also changed the course of theirs. And you know, my son is a freshman in college, and he's majoring in business and wants to be an entrepreneur. And who knows if that ever would have happened had this not happened for me? 
So it's been amazing. And they see the joy and the gratitude and, you know, and the courage that if you have faith that, you know, God can help you overcome anything and help you conquer your fear, you know, like me going out on my own and leaving the security of corporate America. I love that. They're seeing you be courageous, which gives them permission in their own life to be courageous and follow those promptings. I really think courage is a is a, a huge topic in itself because so many times we can have the idea and we can listen and we can be inspired and then we can still be scared. <laughs> we can right. Be- and that's okay. Fear is okay. But like I said, I feel like fear also needs to be a, a nudge. We need to take that as, you know, the fact that we're being led possibly to do something maybe we're not comfortable with, but it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah, we can summon and ask for that courage to take that step outside the comfort zone. And then pretty soon that step will seem comfortable and it won't feel so scary. Then we'll probably be asked to grow again. Yeah, (laughs) and that's okay. That's what it's all about. That's right. That's right. Well, one last question for you. It sounds like you are saying yes to your adventure and and to the nudgings and promptings that have been put within you. What is one thing that you do every day that you couldn't live without? That would be my quiet time. It took me a while to learn that, (laughs) learning to listen. I feel like that is pivotal for me in um, getting my mind in the right shape to to face the day and to have my time with God for prayer and for meditation. It really kind of lays the foundation for for my day and for my life. It's the foundation, that discussion that I have every day with God, and it's actually ongoing all day long. I talk to Him in my head a lot. (laughs) So that's the one thing that I, I could not live without. Mm, amen. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, you guys absolutely check out PhD Feminine Health. And if you know anybody that has chronic issues, absolutely refer them. It sounds like this is a product that's an all natural product that will allow relief and healing for anybody experiencing vaginal difficulties. So thank you so much, Deanna, for sharing your story, for saying yes to your adventure and for pioneering this because I can tell you're already creating a ripple effect in your field. Thank you, Denise, so much for having me. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.